Welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Melanie from the Mask of Sanity podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the chance to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we start the game. Hello, hello, hello. I'm I'm like dancing in my seat right now. You can't see me, <laughs> but I'm like super excited about this because like I my show Mask of Sanity, I've been on hiatus for like a few months. Mm-hmm. I just needed to like take a break and recharge and not focus on upsetting stuff, um, Yeah, which is something I know that I have a privilege of walking away from and not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is making my day here. But yeah, hey. I mean, my show is like so many other true crime shows. I cover a lot of really horrible people, but I try to dig into their backgrounds and try to figure out what was it that made them tick? What happened mm-hmm. to them in their either their childhood or like you know, anything, just getting the facts, trying to not justify their behavior by any means, but just try Mm -hmm. to understand behaviorally, developmentally, psychologically, why they ended up on this certain path versus people who have maybe gone through a similar thing and didn't choose murder. Yep. So that's basically the gist of, of my show and what I'm doing. Hopefully it'll be back soon. I'm, I'm toying with a little bit of redirection. So it's not so sad and depressing. And so it's not so heavy. So it's not so heavy all the time. Um, yeah, it gets, to, it gets to weigh on you after a while. It does. Like I can totally understand why you would step away for a little bit because yeah. it does start to like. I mean, the tempo that I was doing with my show, I started it in January 2020 mm-hmm. and was pumping out an episode every week, plus bonus episodes. Plus, I would do like my behind the mask episodes where I would cover a horror movie and the background of that, whatever killer inspired that. Mm -hmm. And it just, that on top of working, Mm -hmm. you know, my job that actually pays the bills, because let's be honest, not many podcasters make anything from their shows. Exactly. We do this in our free time and it just, I hit a wall, like Mm -hmm. ran smack into it and thought that like, if I took a few weeks off, that would help. I did that. I came back, I did like two episodes and I was like, nope, I need to stop and I need to prioritize my mental health and my, my life. Like I I had scheduled myself to within an inch of my life and I had no free time for like doing stuff. And granted, you know, it's COVID, you can't really go out and do as much stuff, but like you still can. Mm -hmm. So, you know, within reason and safely, Mm -hmm. but I was just like, I... I needed a break and it kind of bums me out that I haven't been working on my show, but then I get to do things like this and mm-hmm. it reminds me of what I love about podcasting and recording and interacting with other shows. So thank you. 
You're welcome. <laughs> for Thank inviting you. me on. This is this is great. Yeah. And you know what? Good for you for prioritizing yourself and your mental health and your well-being. You know, I think that's something that listeners don't realize is mm-hmm. that they have the liberty of being able to just kind of, you know, walk away from it, choose yeah. not to listen. Hit pause, take a break. Yeah, and go do something else. Yeah. Whereas us, when we're doing these this research on this stuff, like this mm-hmm. is stuff that it tends to stick with you a little mm-hmm. bit and it starts to weigh on you a little bit, especially like you said, like the darker cases that you yeah. cover, you know, and that that can be really exhausting and draining. And yeah. it's important to take that time off for yourself to just be like, you know, no, I need some me time. I need to focus on me and my yeah. mental health. There's nothing wrong with me time. And I know people will be like, oh, well, you chose to do this. I'm like, yes, I did. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect me. It affects yeah. me deeply. There there are some cases that I cover that I still, even though I've taken a break for three-ish months, I, I'm still having nightmares. Yeah. Like, I, like I can't shake it. So that's yeah. also why I'm like, oh, maybe I should redirect my show a little bit and try to balance it out. Maybe like not steal your cramp word idea, but like <laughs> come up with something like a little more lighthearted, something that's fun mm-hmm. to do once in a while, just to change things up a little bit. So it's not continually heavy. Cause yeah. even as a listener, before I got into podcasting, I listened only really to true crime. Mm-hmm. And I can remember there were times I was like, whoop, I need to, I need to stop. This is yeah. becoming a lot. Like this is just constantly yeah. in my ears all day. And it's great. It's great stuff, but it's, I think it takes a toll on you, whether you're listening to it or if you're on the researching, writing, recording, editing. And mm-hmm. so, yep, I agree there. I, yeah, before I started podcasting, I pretty much absorbed a lot of true crime mm-hmm. podcasts. And there were definitely some times where I'd be listening to something and I'd have to stop it and just yep. be like, I can't listen to this anymore. Yep. I just can't. Because it's starting to affect me emotionally, and I mm-hmm. don't want to go into work sobbing and have people be like, what happened? Right, yeah. I was just listening okay? to something really sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got yeah. it. That's downer. I know. Well, now I'm going to ask you some questions that'll Yay. hopefully bring it back up. So, yes. I'm not this serious, folks. I swear. <laughs> I have a sense of humor. She's not. She's not. <laughs> I promise. I'm quite a goof. Most <laughs> times. So for people that don't know, yes, you and Melissa from Victimology yes. actually started the Oracle Network. Yes, we did. So what, what inspired you guys to do it? It was a collaborative effort. There were a few of us that came in with this idea. And honestly, I was approached with helping to start this, run this network within just a few months of me starting podcasting. And... I was very naive. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know. I had barely figured out my show, let alone <laughs> how to run a network. But I have a tendency in my life to just leap without looking and jump mm-hmm. into things and just hope that I land on my feet somehow. And most of the time it works out. I don't know what that means, or maybe I just have good luck. I don't know. <laughs> But I was like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. But I don't think any of us knew how much work yeah. really goes into it, especially when you're not a bigger network like 
oh gosh, I don't, or even like one of the bigger podcast media companies like Wondery or Crawlspace. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we are not on that level. And that's okay yep. mm-hmm. because we focus on indie shows and they're not all true crime. We have some comedy. We have some like pop culture-ish yeah, ones. And, like, like just a, a little variety and like it's a smaller network. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's more beneficial because you kind of get to develop those one-on-one relationships with the shows. And it's hard because we're all scattered all over the place and Mm -hmm. not all of us are even in the same country. Mm -hmm. But just having that that community of people who are there to support you and you're there to return the favor and support them, it's been very rewarding. But I bet if you asked Melissa as well, she would say that it's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than we ever anticipated. Mm -hmm. And like, frankly, neither one of us are working on our shows right now. So the only consistent podcast stuff that we're doing right now is the Oracle Network. But we're just, you know, keeping it going and looking at shows that are interested and supporting the shows that we already have and just trying to do whatever we can just to give everybody a little extra boost. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I can't say for sh- certain if I would say Do yes. it all over again? Yeah, if I would say <laughs> yes right when I did. Mm-hmm. But I can say that about several things in my life. So, but it's, Girl, and it's, same. And it's always worked out, <laughs> thankfully, luckily. Mm-hmm. So I don't regret it. It's just, it's taught me a lot about the kinds of things within the podcasting world that I actually am interested in so mm-hmm. blessing in disguise i guess there you go. not not that it's it's a horrible thing at all i love our network and i love the people on our network mm-hmm. it's it's just it's it's a lot it's a lot um, yeah it, i bet like i can only imagine how much work goes into it so like when you say that you and melissa are taking a break from your own show it's like yeah how yeah. would how would you get anything done? How, how did you get anything done before? Well, yeah, like. exactly. I don't I don't know, and I, I think that was part of it because while I was pumping out you know week after week episodes for my show, I was also doing podcast stuff, and then like for Melissa and I, depending on like what is going on in our personal lives, like one of us has to step up and take the reins a little more versus mm-hmm. the other, and we kind of go back and forth on that and just make sure that we're both okay mentally. And then mm-hmm. it, like, you know, if one of us needs to take a step back and the other can take over for a little bit, then we do that too. But yeah, it's, it's like having podcast is like having a full-time job that you mm-hmm. don't get paid for. Yep. And then a network is like another full-time job and then you have to actually work your full-time job. So yeah, there's a lot of hours, but like it, it's, it's fun and it's really exciting to see what, all the different shows come up with. And like I said, a lot of them are true crime, but each of them are so different Mm -hmm. in terms of what they present, what they cover, what they do. It just shows how much creativity there is and how much talent there is in the indie podcast world. And I don't think indie podcasts get nearly enough credit for what they do. Yeah, I know. It's something that's always so funny to me when I'll talk to somebody and they'll be like, I'll say, you know, I have a podcast and they'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, so then why are you working? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I get that question. Because uh, I don't make money doing yeah. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not sitting here like I said, no one starts out as 
like Joe Rogan. Like none of us. No, he had how many different careers before? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No one's offering me thousands of dollars to sit here and talk about old crime. Like, right. They should, but I mean, it'd be great. I wouldn't say no. (laughs) If someone like just threw a manila envelope of money at me, I wouldn't be like, retire early. I know. Go for it. I say, good day, sir. (laughs) Need your money. (laughs) We can keep dreaming. I know. One day. That's the dream. Maybe one of us will win the lottery. There you go. That's something my my dad's like, oh, the Powerball is up to 600 million. Go buy a ticket. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'll spend two bucks on it. There you go. Maybe maybe I win. If I win, then the network can really take off and it'll be really something great because I don't have to work. There you go. Fingers crossed. I know. Maddie's running joke is she uh, does Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> and she's like, one of those days, yeah, you're going to come out to my house with the balloons. and knock on the door with that <laughs> giant check. Yeah. And here you go, girl. Good luck. Yeah. If that ever happens, I'd be so excited for her. That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. She better split it with you. I know. I wish somebody would just give me a giant fake check. I don't even care if there's no money associated with it. Can you just imagine someone just handing you a giant fake check? Like no, because like my first thought would be like, I live in New York City. Where am I going to store that thing? I know, right? Like I, this is my new bed now. Yeah, like I'm gonna. This is you know what do they call that? The the board thing that goes under the mattress on some beds. Oh yeah, your uh, match. Uh, you know, I can't think of the word. I yeah. have one. I should know what it's called, but. Like that box thing. spring, your box, box spring. spring, sure. <laughs> what did you do with that giant so check? Oh, I sleep on it. More support, yeah. <laughs> it's nestled safely under my bed. You know, for a rainy Tuck day. It away for a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> my rainy day check. My rainy day check. You know, isn't that what everybody does with their you giant cardboard course, checks? You know. Obviously, <laughs> I want a big check. I know, I do too. I'll send you a, a fake giant check. Nice. I'll send it back. Sweet. <laughs> we'll just keep it going. We'll just send we'll it just, back and forth. We'll just have like a mail train going on. Just nice. Everybody gets one. I like that. It'll be like a flat Stanley, but it's just like a giant fake check. Nice. <laughs> I think we're fun. I, I think we're, we're onto something. I think we got an idea. I think we need to. I think we need to figure this out. We do. Mm-hmm. I'll storyboard it later. Nice. <laughs> Vision board. I will be waiting intently. <laughs> So we kind of touched on a little bit kind of what you cover on your show. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you to start your podcast? I mean, like I said, I, I was listening to tons of true crime podcasts. I've always been a bit of a true crime enthusiast, even mm-hmm. from a young age when it was probably inappropriate for me to be <laughs> aware of this kind of stuff. But like, I can't think of a time in my life where I didn't know the name Ted Bundy. Yep. Or Jeffrey Dom, like, yeah. you know, they just, that was just names that I knew. And when I moved here to New York City, I moved for grad school to be an actor. And right around the time that I was toying with the idea of starting a podcast, like November, December, 2019, I wasn't doing a ton of acting. And I just felt this urge, like I had to do something creative. I had to do something different. I needed to find something that was mine that maybe I could be good at. So, Mm -hmm. and, you know, listening to podcasts all day, every day, I was like, oh, I could probably do that. Mm -hmm. 
as naively as I could <laughs> without realizing just how much work goes into mm-hmm. starting a podcast, let alone keeping it going mm-hmm. and keeping it going consistently. But I started going through, you know, what kind of podcast? And I kept coming back to serial killers because that's the kind of gal I am. And (laughs) that's what I'm, that's what fascinates me. Like I even Mm -hmm. in undergrad, my degree was behavioral science and there would just, you know, in my abnormal psych class, I think it was, we opened the book one day and there was a picture of Ted Bundy. And for some reason, nobody else in the class knew who it was except for me. What? I know. I don't know. And I could be totally remembering it wrong, but I remember being shocked that nobody recognized perhaps one of the most famous, unfortunately. Yeah. Most notorious, I should say. Not famous because we don't want to elevate them, but yeah. Equate him with, you know, fame. But one of the most well known, notorious, brutal killers. And yeah. Everybody just kind of looks like, I don't know who that is. And I'm just looking at them like, how do you not know who that is? Yeah. Like, he's the reason why we have all these different, you know, psychology classes, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a reason why there are degrees in this. It's because of people like him and just wanting to understand the brain and how it works and Mm -hmm. how it connects to our emotions and our our sleep and all of that. So I, I think my inspiration for the podcast was started from a very young age. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know where it was going to lead me. And then eventually it just manifested into Mask of Sanity. And it'll be two years in January, which is really, really weird to think about. It just goes by so fast. It does. It doesn't feel like I've been part of that world for that long. And I know Mm -hmm. there are shows out there who have been doing it for much longer. And I have no idea if I'll still be doing it when I get to that kind of milestone. But if Mm -hmm. I am, I bet I will be sitting there just as shocked as I am now that I've been doing it (laughs) as long as I have. So it just, it does. Cause you're just, you're constantly thinking about it. You're constantly working on it and time flies. It does. When you're having fun. Mm -hmm. So I still can't get over that people had no idea who he was. Like he's, he's, he's got such a recognizable face. I know. I mean, like, okay. I shouldn't say that nobody else knew but like it was minimal it was like me and let's just say potentially one or two other people in a class of probably 25 or 30 students that's still pretty bad (laughs) i thought so because like we opened the book and i can remember my teacher asking like does anybody recognize this man of course my hand shot up and i'm looking around i'm like hmm should, should I put I, my hand back down? Yeah, like, do I? Why? Why? <laughs> and and she's just kind of looking around, and she looks over at me and calls on me, and I was like, it's Ted Bundy. And she was like, yeah. And I can remember this one kid sitting a few people, a few chairs down from me, and he's like, Ted who? Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, why are you in this class? Yeah. Like, you won't be saying that in a little while. Yeah. It was it was very bizarre. Very bizarre. But maybe this guy wasn't the enthusiast that we are. So Yeah. Yeah. Because there, I mean, there are people out there who still have no idea who, you know, Ed Gein or any of those guys are. Right. Which I, I wrote a paper on Ed Gein 
for one of my psych <laughs> classes in college. And I can remember my that teacher asking me to stay after class. <laughs> and she's like, your paper was really well done, but I just want to make sure that you're okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, he's very sick. I'm like, I know. That's why I covered him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was, it was a paper on like id, super id, ego, like that kind of thing. And I chose gotcha. him as my subject. And I wish I looked for it. I don't have the paper. This is before oh. like there was a cloud to store everything. So mm-hmm. who knows where that paper is? Maybe there's a hard copy somewhere. But yeah, she had me stay after class. Like, not like I was in trouble or anything, but like genuinely concerned because this is who I chose to write about when other people <laughs> were like writing about a dog or, you know, <laughs> themselves as a child, you know, not not Ed Gein. So, yep. yeah, it calls to me. I don't know yeah. how else to describe it. It's, it's just there. Yeah, I feel you. I totally understand. <laughs> so... And this will be the last question that I ask you before we jump into the game. Okay. You had mentioned before that there are some hard cases that you have a hard time like letting go of. Yeah. What would you say, if you're willing to share it, you don't have mm-hmm. to if you don't want to, has been the hardest case that you've covered so far on your show? Oh, God. I don't mind sharing at this point. I'm an open book. <laughs> I mean, there's been a handful of cases I've covered that where the victims were primarily children or mm-hmm. or teenagers before i took a break from my show one of the last cases i did was the moore's murders mm-hmm. so ian brady and fucking myra henley that's one of the ones that still gives me nightmares because i when i was doing my research i found a transcript of one of the videos mm. of them torturing one of the one of the little girls <sighs> and even like even without hearing it, I, like you, your brain does a, f- a funny thing when you read something, or at least mine does, and it, it tries to put a voice, yep, to what I'm reading. So yep. like I had a voice for Ian, I had a voice for Myra, I had a voice for this little girl mm-hmm. in my head, and it just that episode took me a lot longer to write than I thought because I kept having to stop and just get up and walk away from my computer because I couldn't do it. Yeah. And and similarly, when I, when I did the Bitteker Norris episodes, because there are also transcripts out there of the recordings that they made when they tortured some of their victims. And it's just heinous and grotesque. And I, I still do not understand how a person can do that to another person. Mm Mm-hmm. And think that there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It just blows my mind. So, yeah. I mean, every case that I've covered has impacted me on some level. But for some reason, the ones where the victims are younger or children, yeah. those, cause it, like, I guess I justify it somehow that maybe an adult has a better chance of fighting back as opposed to a kid. It doesn't mean that an adult being murdered is any worse than a child being murdered or vice versa, but children are so helpless. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the thing is at least for me. Yeah. And as a parent, like I think the thing with cases about children, it's the helplessness. I think Mm -hmm. that's the part that 
it hits home as much because inherently children are innocent. Yeah. Until they're taught not to be. Right. So right. hearing stuff that is done specifically towards children mm-hmm. who should not be put in those kinds of situations are exactly. very difficult, not only to hear, but to to read about and research and write mm-hmm. about and talk about. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that yeah. because, yeah, there is there is a difference between a crime that is done against an adult, regardless of gender, regardless mm-hmm. of orientation, and a child. Mm-hmm. It's there. There's just something about crossing that line that yep. makes it. It takes the level of heinousness up a notch. It really does. Yeah. So. Ooh, yeah. So on that note, yeah. uh, <laughs> Let's see if we can make everybody laugh. Let's take it back up. Well, hey there. I'm Melanie Peterson, the host of Mask of Sanity. Buckle up, my friends, and come on a journey with me as I take you through the cases of some of the world's most notorious killers and root for the brave men and women who brought them to justice. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and hear all about the calculated madness of some of the world's most brutal killers who hid behind the Mask of Sanity. Don't forget to follow Mask of Sanity on all social media to stay up to date on each week's episode. Until next time, stay safe, friends. So, I found two fun terms for you. Okay. We'll see how you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. It's fun. There's no wrong answers here. No, I know. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I can't be wrong, but it's still like, oh my gosh, what if I say something silly? Ooh. That's the best part. That's, I know. that's the whole thing. I have a tendency to do that too. So there might be something good coming up. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. So your first term is batty fang. <laughs> okay. Batty fang? Yep. So like the animal and fang yeah. like the tooth. And fang. Batty fang. I mean, it sounds like an insult that I'd give to a vampire that I'm running away from. <laughs> like, leave me alone, you blood sucking batty fang. I like it. Let go of me. I don't batty fang. Batty. Batty fang. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds inappropriate. It really does. I suppose in certain contexts it could yeah. be inappropriate. Yeah, batty fanged. Yeah, batty fanged <laughs> real good. <laughs> no, seriously though. Do you oh, have any I'm, guesses? I'm, I'm gonna batty fang her. No. Um. Wow. Just went there. Um. <laughs> she liked it. It was fine. Oh yeah. As long as there's consent. As long as there's consent. As long it's as there's good. consent. Oh my god! Knowing my luck, it's probably like some piece of clothing. Nope. I have no idea. Food. <laughs> We're serving batty fang tonight. Ooh, I haven't had that in twenty years. That sounds delightful. Batty fang with a side of fatty bang. <laughs> what they trim off the side? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I can't wait to hear what this is. I don't even know. To batty fang is to oh, it's a verb. To thrash thoroughly. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. You could batty fang somebody. Okay, so I was, you could sure. Yes. That's exactly what I meant, Lindsay. <laughs> Obviously. We were, we were verbing it up this whole we time. Were, yes. Turned it into a verb. Batty fanged. 
Wait, so it's to thrash around wildly? What? To thrash thoroughly. Thoroughly. What is thoroughly? That's subjective. I know. To thrash thoroughly. I really batty fanged the... (laughs) (laughs) What a batty fang definition of batty fang. Right? Oh my gosh. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to get so many weird looks. I cannot wait. People are going to be like, what I'm gonna century let you know. are you from? <laughs> exactly. No, because I already have, an, I, I know one person in particular who would appreciate it, I think. He'll have no idea what it means, but he'll probably think it's funny. We have a very similar sense of humor. Awesome. So You'll have to report back. I will let you know <laughs> if I batty fang his brain <laughs> with this new word. It's so funny. All right. No wonder it fell out of style. Who's going to walk around saying batty fang? I know. <laughs> and have the wherewithal to understand what you're talking about after right. their brain's just been like. But like, is that what happened? Like somebody said it and another person gave them a weird look and was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that anymore. <laughs> and that's why it went away. It's because all the vampires I mean, were offended. How do, how, do, how do words? Maybe I'd be if I was a vampire. Yeah, it's like how do these words I mean, go out of fashion? How do, how do how do words go away? Because obviously, at some point, it was probably if it were me, if it was up to me, I'd keep that one around. That's fun. That throws it's, people. It's fun. Batty fang. <laughs> oh, I just like saying it. I know. I like it. It's like, did you ever <laughs> did you ever watch Sesame Street growing up? Yes. Do you remember the the Batty Bat song that count? The count did batty batty bat batty batty bat yeah count that's what I think of with this word now. <laughs> the count was batty fanging the song. He was thoroughly thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> he was thoroughly batty fanging that song. Thoroughly and completely batty fanged before we even knew it was a thing. Right? He was so ahead of his time. He was in more ways than one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that one. Yes. <laughs> Batty Fang. So your second term, mm. and I will tell you up front, it has nothing to do with podcasts. Okay. Bummer. It's called Pod Snappery. <laughs> <laughs> there is the name of podcast number two. <laughs> Pod Snappery. Pod you're just- Snappery. It's just a bunch of like clapbacks. Yes. Oh my gosh. Or like reading those really horrible reviews that people leave when they're oh bored and have nothing else to do. And then people can reply to them. Yes. <gasps> oh my gosh. Nobody steal that idea. It's like the mean tweets, but it's for like yes. mean podcast reviews. Mean podcast reviews. <gasps> TM, TM, Uh-oh. TM. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> if anybody steals that, I'm coming for you. You heard it here first. Don't even think about it. I have rage. I might be short, but I have rage. <laughs> I have tiny fists of fury and I will come exactly. after you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pod, pod snappery. Yes. Mm, pod snappery. It sounds like something snooty. Ugh, pod it is. You're on the right track. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's kind of like an insult maybe. Mm. A little bit. Yeah. Pod snappery. See, I focus too much on like the words within the word, like pod. I'm like, oh, pea pods. And then snap. I'm like, oh, snapping turtle. So like a pea pod snapping turtle that has an attitude. <laughs> it just snaps its like, mouth instead like of snapping two, its fingers. Snapping turtles in a pea pod. They're happy and they snap at each other. But 
they're also snotty and they don't want anybody else coming in their pod. Because there's only room is, for two there's here. There's only room for two. <laughs> this is our damn pod snappery. Find your own. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I'm going with. That's obviously what it is. Obviously. Snapping turtles in a pea pod. This tur- this this description is obviously wrong. <laughs> but according according to Victorian slang, pod snappery <laughs> is a person with a quote willful determination to ignore the objectionable or inconvenient at the same time assuming airs of superior virtue and noble resignation. It's a Karen. <laughs> it's a Karen. <laughs> It is an old-timey Karen. It's an old-fashioned Victorian with a high-collar Karen. She's a pod snappery. Yes. Broad. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm like, you're you're reading it, and I'm like, well, I mean, that's me sometimes. But then I'm I'm a, I'm not a Karen. Like, at the end, I was like, no, this is not me. But, like, the, I just know, pictured, like, Napoleon when I was reading it. Yes. Uh, he was a total pod snappery. So it's a noun. It's a it's a person. So pod a pod snappery is a, it's, a, it's a type of person. Yeah, that's funny because the y at the end throws me. I'm like, this should be an adjective. I know. So now I'm going into the grammatical stuff, but mm, pod snappery. Yeah. So like Napoleon's pod snappery. Definitely. They <laughs> left a lasting impression on the rest of the world. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Pod snappery with an ego for days. Wow. So you could have covered him instead of Ed Gein and we probably wouldn't even be here. You know, that's actually something (laughs) my dad suggested. He's like, why don't you cover like notorious, like dictator types? He's like, what if you did Saddam Hussein or freaking, I mean, if I did, if I said Putin, I'm probably going to get poisoned next week. Oh God. Yeah. But like people like that. Because even though they're not, you know, quote unquote serial killers, they are responsible for the deaths of thousands and thousands of people. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that might be part of it could be like a historical Mm -hmm. aspect of it. And I'll have to throw pod snappery in there. Yeah. See, these are two great words that I'm going to try to infiltrate into my vocabulary. Yeah, it's going to take effort. But I've definitely come across a pod snappery or two since Same. I've lived in New York City. Same. Like, that might be my insult the next time someone pisses me off on the subway. I'm just going to call him a batty fanged pod snappery and I'm see what happens. I'm going to batty fang you, you damn snip pod snappery. Yep. Get out of I'm my face. I'm going to end up on somebody's like TikTok video. I'll be like, I know her. Yeah, I taught her those words. <laughs> I told her what those mean. Hey, yeah. Oh my gosh. Am I secondhand famous? Yes. <laughs> no, you're right there with me. Wouldn't be famous if it weren't for you. Oh, oh my gosh. Remember those the little words. people? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't step on the little people. You rise up together. Yep. You help each other up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those words are great. Oh, I know. I love that. How do you find these? Do you just Google? Some of them I've Googled. And also, I got... Do you have like a cool yield crime dictionary? Oh my God, I should make one. I should have you like should. A, a, a lexicon that I make. Yeah. Like words. 
but I got this book. I'm going to grab it from my bookshelf so I can tell you the exact title because it's pretty amazing. James Hardy Vaughs, 1819, Dictionary of Criminal Slang and other impolite terms as used (laughs) by the convicts of the British colonies of Australia. Nice. So that's where some of the terms come from. Australia is entirely peopled with criminals. That's a Princess Bride line, people. I'm not calling Australia horrible. I've never been there. I'm too scared of the wildlife. Yeah. If if anything is criminal over there, it's the wildlife. Yes. Like, I don't need to be standing under a tree with with one of those, like, golden orb spiders that, like, come down out of the tree and eat live chickens. Like, no thanks. Oh, God. I'm good. I can barely handle the teeny little spiders that, you know, show up in my bathroom once in a while. Oh, man. I don't do bugs. I can't. Yeah. I would like to see a kangaroo, though. Yeah. The idea of finding a spider that is as big as a cat. Yeah. um, Like, you can't step on that. No. It makes me pee a little. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not ashamed to say that. Like, I'm pretty sure I would just, like, try to kill it with fire. I actually (laughs) saw it in person. I would would shit a brick. I don't even think... I would... I don't even think if I screamed, any sound would come out because I would be so scared of making the thing move. I'd probably just burst into tears. Yep. Or just burst. I might just spontaneously combust. I just start sobbing silently and like just try to try to moonwalk out of the space. (laughs) Like, don't mind me. (laughs) Nothing to see here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When was like, go away. Is there oh any people God. in Australia listening? How email me, please. How how are you handling the wildlife? Is it as scary as I imagine, or have I let my imagination run away with me? Like I see videos of giant ass spiders that get in people's houses, and then people are trying to trap them to get them out. But like, can't you just swing a baseball bat or a cricket bat? I don't know what you guys play down there. I would just have one with me like, at really, all times because I don't. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I would, I, I'm with you. I would start crying. <laughs> I can't, I can't, but That's yeah, fair. just, I think, I think it's, I think it's just the fact that the spiders are in the trees and then they come down Yeah, and grab something and pull it back. Oh, I don't even know. I'm just, I'm letting my imagination run away with me. I'm sure I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> um, just think will, of all the pod snapperies out there. Pod snapperies <laughs> that are batty fanging. To their heart's content. <laughs> to their heart's content. They're just having such, they're living their life. And living I their best that. lives. Oh my gosh. Yep. No spiders. Ugh. Well, on that note, on that yeah. creepy note. On that creepy. I would like to thank Melanie for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? Yes. And thank you so much for having me. This was, this was so much fun. I will happily come back anytime. Awesome. It's been so long since I've done like the Instagram, Twitter tags for my show. Uh, Instagram is mask of sanity, the podcast and Twitter is mask sanity pod. I'm pretty sure there's still a Facebook page for mask of sanity. And then if you have questions or anything like that, suggestions, maybe something you think I should cover, maybe that will jumpstart me into writing again, shoot me an email at maskofsanitythepodcast at gmail.com. And I'll take it under advisement. Add it to my list for sure. Just don't be a pod snappery about it. 
Don't be pod snappery or I will batty fang you. For real. I'll, For real. I, I will reach. Yep. I will do she'll it. She'll do it. She'll do it. Don't, don't test me. Tiny fist of fury. <laughs> She's a scamper. <laughs> and on that note. Yes, ma'am. As always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.